This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by United Dairy Farmers. The Reds are on the Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Norcom, your audiovisual information technology solutions provider, nor-com.com, GTM Food Group, let's create great dishes to get Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, and by MSA Design, design, create, innovate. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by CBTS, consult, build, transform, support, CBTS.com, Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours, KelseyChev.com, RNL. Carriers, your domestic LTL and offshore shipping provider, rlc.com backslash offshore today. And by United Dairy Farmers, UDF now makes donuts in our new family bakery from our own recipes. The Reds are on the radio. Now the Reds Hot Stove League on 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. Welcome into the Reds Hot Stove League show. We are live from the Holy Grail Banks, as always, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Just 43 days mm. until opening day. Oh, and, and weather like this. Yeah, makes you think baseball. <laughs> yeah, it does. That yeah, you across the street over there oh, and yeah. uh, you know, right here on Joe Nuxall Way. And I, if you don't think about baseball right out of the gate, what are you thinking I about? I don't know. I can't imagine. With Tom Brenneman, I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, phone number. We'll uh, open, an, open up the phone lines. Give us a call. 513-749-7000. And uh, give us a call and uh, ask us your questions. Tom, uh, this is certainly an exciting time. Pitchers and catchers report tomorrow. We're starting to see video trickle in uh, from spring training. Mm-hmm. Here in the crack of the bat, the pop of the glove. I mean, this is, this is about as exciting as it gets. And, and you know what? W- one thing I, I want to uh, bring up right away, Tommy, we were talking about this a minute ago with uh, Joe Zarehusen and, and Billy Reinberger that, you know, Jim Day has had this podcast going on yes. for the better part of a year that he started last year, and you can find that uh, at Reds.com. But – you know, he had asked Joey Votto, and, of course, the two are extremely close. I mean, uh, Jim Day and Joey Votto have a relationship uh, really unlike any player-slash-media personality I've ever been around. But, you know, Joey's out there to work. And there was about a – you know, he had asked him about coming on the podcast, and Joey said, well, you know what, I got about 45 minutes. It turned into two and a half hours. How about that? So – That'll be up and running on the website. I don't know if it is already. Billy, did you yeah. say it was or was it's, not? It's there. I believe it's there. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, the point is, is that, uh, I mean, Joey Votto for two and a half hours, you can rest assured, that is going to be very, very interesting. I'm sure they're talking about the team, about Votto's season, the kind of season, the disappointing season, self-admittedly, that he had really last year and the year before, uh, and about what he's going to do to get it turned around and, and get it rolling for this very, very good Cincinnati team. You, in fact, said that uh, – there's a group that's projecting the Reds to win the division yeah. already. Well, we've heard people, you know, make their predictions, and now the Pakota projections have come out. They have the Reds the 47% chance of winning the National League Central Division. 
That is exciting. It's really, really yeah. exciting. And, and uh, you, know, you got to go out and do it. Got to go out and do it. Got to play the game. That's, that's right. Just, that's, uh, right. Uh, that's just a projection. Now you got to go out and back it up. Uh, by the way, that podcast, you can find it reds.com slash Jim Day. The, Votto pro- the podcast is up. It is. Okay, and good. Yeah, you I'm can check, check it out. out. I mean, it is, it, it's been all over the place on Twitter. So um, I think we've got Jesse Winker ready to go. And okay. uh, he's, he's going to be on with us today. We, he's on the line. He's waiting for us. Let's let's stop yapping. And let's bring give in. Jesse a big round of applause let's, here, all the way out from oh, Cincinnati to right. Arizona. Jesse Winker, Reds outfielder. How's it going, man? What up? How you doing? Like, how, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm just waking up from a nap. So that a boy. Life's tough <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah, that that sounds real good right about now. Now set the scene for us if you can, because we're looking out the window here at the Holy Grail, and it's about what 35 degrees outside. Yeah, it, feels it has been gray now. for the last four months it feels like the rain's pouring down right now how is it out in goodyear arizona man it's uh cold out let me go look at my phone and tell you exactly the temperature just okay yeah make sure we got to get exact numbers we don't want to you know be off it's, a degree or two it's sunny and it's 64 and it's oh. beautiful yeah it's uh it's it's been great here so far i don't i spent that all the off season in cincinnati and let me tell you I kind of forgot what the sun looked like, so I'll see it again. You know, Jesse, I was going to bring that up because everybody knows about the injury that uh, that, that ended your season last year, and, and you made the commitment and the decision to stay here with uh, the Reds' entire medical staff and training staff. What was that like just, you know, from a physical standpoint, day in and day out in the grind of trying to get back healthy again? Uh you know, it, it, it was a lot smoother this year than it was the year prior after coming off shoulder surgery. Um, I was full go in my uh, off-season workout program um, November 1st. That's when I would have started if there was no injury anyway. So um, I was full go and, and got the proper amount of rest and, uh, you know, had a, had a really great off-season. I feel like personally it's the first time that I had a true off-season in a, in a really long time. So I was very pleased with how everything went and everything feels good. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. I mean, how hungry are you for this season to get going? As you say, you're fully healthy now. I mean, you, it's no secret you've battled some injuries throughout your career. So, so how important is this year for you, and how eager are you for that reason? Honestly, I just, I just feel like it's uh, from a personal standpoint, I'm, I'm preparing for another season. Um, we have some big, big um, things we want to accomplish as a team. That's the priority for me right now is just contributing to that. Um, you know, every everything we've done this off season speaks for itself. And you know, you guys were just talking about uh, project, projections of us winning the division. That's you know the first time since I've been drafted by a Red that I've been you know part of a you know a team that's been projected to win a division. So it's really exciting for me personally, and I know everyone else is excited as well. So it's uh, it's something cool to be a part of. That's for sure. What were your thoughts, Jesse, as you're watching the team go out and do what it did this winter? It's been pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's just you're bringing in guys that, you know, they're really they're really solid players. They're really great players and, you know, you look forward to playing alongside of them and and um and getting on base for them and, and when they're on driving them in, you know, it's uh it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a really really good team right now and uh it's just going to be fun to be a part of and I and, you know, I can't wait to uh to get this thing going. You're one of a handful of guys that are already out there uh, ahead of the report date to kind of get going on this whole thing a little early? Uh, first of all, about how many guys are out there? And second of all, I mean, what's the mood like w- with with the number of guys that are there? I mean, that, that to me 
kind of says that there's some enthusiasm and anticipation for the season, but what's it feel like as a player? Um, you know, I, I, uh, I didn't do my roll call today, Ty. But, uh, <laughs> um, I couldn't tell you how many guys are out here. You know, there are a lot of guys out here, though. Um, you know, it's just an exciting time of year. A lot of guys that uh, spent time up north like to get out here earlier, like I said, to see the sun. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just cool. It's just cool to, to be around your teammates again and, you know, and then everyone's out here working. So it's a, it's a fun time. It's a, obviously there's a lot of um, good buzz around our team right now. So it's, it's cool. For you personally, Jesse, and what we asked you about physically being ready, and so now that's been, you know, cleared up. When you look at the situation, a team bringing in some other guys, it's a very crowded outfield. I'm not telling you anything you don't know already. Here you're the number one prospect in the organization, about a three-, four-year run. You come up two years ago, and you and I have talked about this. I I think you'd end up winning the Rookie of the Year award two years ago if you don't injure your shoulder, diving back to get out of the way of a line drive. But then last year it didn't start the way you wanted it to start. Then you got hurt. So – you know, when you come back this year, do you feel like that left field job, left-handed hitter, right-handed hitter, doesn't matter who's been brought in here outside of Castellanos because we know he's going to play every day, but do you feel like that left field position is your job to, to, to going in as a, the leader in the clubhouse? I mean, uh, I feel like, um, you know, I, I feel like there comes a time as a player where uh, – you, you, you feel you feel prepared or you, or you feel like you can come into spring training and prepare for a season and you know that's that's kind of where I'm at you know I'm preparing to to play left field or right field or center field whatever I'm called to do that day and um, you know I think what, what I what I can bring to the the table to help the team could kind of start to speak for itself you know like you said I've, I've got a you know, I, I know it's only two years, but, you know, there's some time there. There's some A-Bs there. Oh, so I feel yeah. like what I can do to, to kind of start to speak for itself, and hopefully I can just add to that this year and just kind of keep getting better. And, um, yeah, so, you know, when it comes to playing time and where I'm playing or where I'm hitting, I'm going to leave that all to David. You know, I've, uh, I've um, you know, I've stopped worrying about that, and, you know, it's my job to just be ready to uh, ready when called upon, and that's what I'm going to do. You're talking about your process a little bit, getting ready for a season, and and what is that process like for you? I mean, to get ready to prepare yourself for a season, and and how has that evolved as you've now become a little bit more of a major league experienced guy? I mean, what's spring training like for you as you get ready for a season, as opposed to maybe what it was when you were a rookie? You know, obviously your first couple camps, you want to make a good impression. Um, you know, it's your first time in a big league clubhouse. You want to, you want to make a good impression on everybody. And then you, you kind of get reassigned to whatever level you're going to go to, you know, but now it's, um, like, like I said, you're preparing for 162 games. So you come in, you get your work in, you know, early on in camp, you're not even, you know, you're playing like a modified version of a game. You know, you might be playing four innings or five innings for an extended period of time. And then you kind of build into it and ramp it up and, by the last week, you're playing back-to-back games, back-to-back nines, and then, you know, you just – and then you're then we're back in Cincinnati. So it's one of those things that it goes by quick, and you just want to make sure that when you're leaving here, you feel like you put your work in and, and you kind of checked every box that you wanted to check. Jesse, I know we woke you up from a nap to join us, but uh, would you be willing to stick around for another segment with us real quick? Yeah, no problem. All right, awesome. Jesse Winker, Reds outfielder, joining us. This is the Reds Hot Stove League. More to come. From the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF.
Well, I think we're having some technical difficulties back at the studio, so uh, we'll, we'll keep it right here. Gives us a chance to tell you that the Holy Grail Banks and Budweiser, proud sponsors of the Reds Hot Stove League, grab your buds for our next show at the Holy Grail Banks on February 19th with specials on Bud and Bud Light Buckets, the Holy Grail Bank, Cincinnati's home for sports. And uh, Jesse, I think, are you still there? Yeah, I am. So, yeah, all right, well, well, we'll keep chatting with you while they try to get the computer fixed back in the studio. I know the sheriff's back there scrambling frantically to get everything sorted out. Um, you, you talked about just the, the enthusiasm this year and, and, and seeing uh, this team kind of come together. How much does that change a mentality? I mean, I, I, I know you go into spring training every year. You, you kind of have this expectation every year. You go in with optimism that you're going to win, and now all of a sudden, and you talked about it, you heard us talking about the projections. Now there's an expectation. How does it change from optimism to expectations? What does that What does that change as far as mentality goes for you guys? I mean, you know, you're bringing in you're bringing in guys that uh, have been on World Series winning teams, and you know uh, they've been in the playoffs, you know, a ton in their career. So you you just want to be a part of that. And I think um, you know you're bringing in guys that are like I said earlier, you're bringing in guys that are good players. So it's you know it's just going to raise the expectations of. You know, everything when you do that, you know, when you have a deep lineup, when you have a lot of depth on the bench and, you know, our pitching has only gotten better as well. So it's like, you know, our team's just a really good team. So you expect to win. Well, Jesse, now I think we're good to go back in the studio. Now we're going to take that break and we'll be back with you in just a minute. How's that sound? Cool. All right. Back with more of Jesse Winker of the Reds Hot Stove League here from the Holy Grail Banks presented by Budweiser and UDF. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League, live from the Holy Grail Banks, as always, presented by Budweiser and UDF, with a guy that's now a human wrecking ball up here, Tom Brenneman. Wow. I mean, I'm almost me. falling over. Yeah, I left you hanging. Almost, uh, I thought we were in a break. Almost ripped the table Sounds off. Sounds like the station is a human wrecking ball. Well, maybe. Maybe, right. it's, maybe it's the sheriff okay. back there. Now, I want to yeah. get back to my man, yeah, Jesse. Jesse I, I've always said that of all, of all the guys – since having a chance to come back and join the Reds, our family moved back in 07. Uh, he was on the caravan with us every single year. And by the way, Jesse, they can't dance like you. These other guys can't dance like you when we go to those elementary schools. Did you miss us at all this year? Uh, man. Um, so no is the no. answer. You didn't miss it. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about it. It's like me asking my wife if she wants to go somewhere. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I, I went, I did one, I had one stop this year in Lexington. I, I popped on over there. Um, but, uh, it was, it was nice to get a little, you know, the caravan is, uh, you know, it's not, it, it, it's a blast to be on. And some of those, some of those legs, they, they get out there, they're pretty far and you're traveling yeah. some good distances. So it was, it was, it was, uh, like you said, I, I think I went on it for five years in a row. So I, um, I didn't mind kicking it back and taking it easy this offseason. All right, we got – so thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I said all those nice things about you. I take every <laughs> single one of them back. All right, we got some hardcore see, Jesse Winker fans here. No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. It's all right. I'll, I'll hang out with my main man, Narciso Crook. He was with us this year along with Moose Stockus and some of those guys. All right, now hey, that we've got I know some hardcore. You only say nice things to get nice things in return. See, you just. Oh, oh all right, boy. all right, all there right. There we go. Hey, <laughs> like now, I, I was told that you are going to have a bobblehead night for the Dayton oh. Dragons this year. 
which is quite an honor, I understand. Now, did you know about that? You know, I think my I think my brother sent me something about that. Um, and you know, what's really cool is every affiliate that does a bobblehead night of you, they they send it they send it to the stadium. So, like, I think last year the Billings Mustangs did one, and they sent me like forty bobbleheads so I could have them for my family. It was really cool, and I appreciate them. Um, but the fact that Dayton's doing it this year, you know, like you said, it is a huge honor. I'm very happy and, and thrilled that they're doing that. Like, that's really, really cool. And I, uh, I look forward to, uh, to getting those and, and passing them out to my family if they um, don't mind sending me a couple. How, how much do you analyze the bobblehead when you get it? I mean, do, do they look anything like you? Do you, do you I mean, you gotta, you got to take a close look at those things, right, and see how they fare? You know, I, I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't. It's just I think it's cool that I have a bobblehead. So yeah, it is. You know, cool. they, that is neat. They yeah. could, Very right. Neat. They could. You know, they can uh, put four eyes on it. I don't care for six <laughs> eyes. It doesn't matter to me. Um, you know, I just think it's cool. It's uh, you know, like uh, like Tom said, it's a it's a cool honor, and I'm appreciative of uh, the Dayton Dragons for doing that. I got to ask you. You spent the. Uh, we talked about you spending the winter here in Cincinnati, and you've talked before about how it's nice to get to know the community on a different level. What What did you What did you explore this city that uh, maybe a restaurant or what What did you find that you really loved about the city of Cincinnati? What were some cool spots you discovered this winter? Hmm. Well, I can't give them all away because, like I said, I'm coming back and I will continue <laughs> to go to. Um. <laughs> but, but I'm going to give you one, and it's Mazunte. Mazunta. Oh, yeah, 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 yep, yep, yeah. on your way to uh, Madison Road down there. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Great spot, yeah. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. All right, okay. That's good. All right, we appreciate that. Well, Jesse, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I know you while you were in town, you had a chance to do stuff uh, over at the Reds Academy as well, which was really cool. Work with some young kids over there. That That's awesome. It was great to have you here, and uh, we can't wait to see you ramp things up uh, down in Arizona and get the season started uh, at the end of March. Thanks for being on with us. Appreciate you. Hey, no problem. Thank you guys for having me. Tom and Tom. All right, Jess. See you, man. Jesse Winker, Reds outfielder, joining us. Great to have him on. I mean, he, he he's awesome. He, I mean, he really is such an easy kid to root for. I, I, I really like him a lot. And, and I just hope that, uh, you know, good Lord willing, he stays healthy this year and he's able to get out there and play because I really believe if he plays, he's going to be a very good player. Yeah. Good he, offensive player. He looked like he was kind of on the verge of breaking out. Last year was starting to turn the corner yeah. like you talked about after the slow start. Then the injury got him. Uh, I mean, he's – and the way the, the, the way things match up and the way the outfield is set up, I think there's – he's going to see some playing time. No I doubt. mean, there's no question no about question that. about it. He'll yeah. get some playing time, but he handled all the questions about that really well. Really great of him to, to join us today. A lot more to get to. This is the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF across the Reds radio network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League. We are live at the Holy Grail Banks. As always, we're presented by Budweiser and UDF. How about this? Single game tickets for this year's regular season at Great American Ballpark go on sale tomorrow, 9 a.m. sharp. Now, that excludes opening day. Single game tickets are only available at Reds.com. So go ahead, get online tomorrow, 9 o'clock sharp, Reds.com. Buy your uh, single game tickets. If you'd like to be a part of the show, give us a call. Uh, phone number is always 
749-7000 or 1-800-THE-BIG-ONE, 749-7000 or 1-800-THE-BIG-ONE. We'd love to take your phone calls. And that includes anybody here in our uh, right. studio audience. We'd love to hear yeah. from you if you have any questions okay. about anything. You know, okay. we heard from uh, Jesse Winker uh, specific to him and his situation coming into this season. But, you know, the last 48 hours, 72 hours, there, there been a, there's been a lot of talk about baseball, some good, some not so good. Let's start with, uh, the rule changes, yeah, which were announced today, and, and, and all of us have heard a little bit about them. And I just about got back. I flew all night from California. We were out there uh, on our uh, Fox baseball meetings uh, where all the different teams and their announcers and blah, 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 TV people are there, Major League Baseball's there, and so on and so forth. And so we had the, the head of instant replay trying to walk us through some of this stuff and people from the commissioner's office trying to walk it through. The commissioner was not there. He has other issues. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> But the uh, let you let's those. start with the rules changes. Um, you, you, you start with a three batter minimum this with is, a pitcher. This is going to be more complicated than just three yes. batters, isn't it? It is. It is. I'm not sure that I even after sitting in a conference room yesterday for 10 hours and three hours were spent on the rules headed up by Chris Welsh along with Ted Barrett, major league umpire and the head of replay back in New York. But, you know, the, the, the official rules have been amended where you know, you're requiring the starting or any relief pitcher to pitch to a minimum of three batters, including the batter, then at bat, or any substitute batter, a pinch hitter, until such batters are put out or reach base. So you start with a simple fact they have to face three guys, okay? It seems like it's pretty simple. Yeah. If you pick somebody off and get an out, that still does not meet the requirement no. of one of the outs in the inning. So you start with things like that. But where I got confused, and I, I wish I could, I wish I could sit up here and, and act like I know the answer because I was so confused. I don't know the answer. There is something about in here, and, and it goes on and on and on and on. There's not enough detail in the actual release for Major League Baseball about you come in, say, in an eighth inning, and you you complete the inning by getting a couple of outs. And now, what does that mean for the following half inning in rolling into having to face a quote unquote third guy? or even a fourth guy, as it was explained to us in some cases yesterday. I, I mean, I wish I could sit here and tell you I feel like an idiot, and I think everybody in the room felt like an idiot, <laughs> and I'm not sure the umpires even understand it yet. That's uh, that stuff that uh, you hope will get ironed out in, in spring training. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of consternation around this rule as it is. I mean, there's, there's the thought of what if you bring a guy in, he's having an off night, he walks back-to-back -back batters, now he's got to wear it for a third batter. Yep. And, and this... This is where I think the spirit of the rule might get lost a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I've seen a lot of breakdowns of the rule that say, you know, it, it may not actually end up speeding up the game when you look at it because mm -hmm. the number of pitching changes that would be affected by this rule are so minimal that it doesn't necessarily equate the way bullpens are handled now to really speeding up the game that much. Maybe five years ago it would have made more of a difference. So that's it, it's it's going to take a lot of getting used to, and it's not just going to be – you and I and no. the fans, it's going to be the umpires have to adjust to it. The managers are going to have to adjust to it. And I think you might even see some times at th this year where a manager may want to make a change and umpire is going to say, no, you can't, you can't get them yet. And, and that's, that's where we're going to have some issues. Well, so hopefully and, it all gets ironed and, and out. And the other spring. part they talked about where, look, you know, uh, it, it wouldn't be the first time it's ever happened where if all of a sudden the pitcher's out there and all of a sudden, oh, my arm hurts, right, right on an injury. And they basically made the comment that if – a pitcher comes out of a game and hasn't faced a three-batter minimum, he better be on the injured list the next day. Yeah. 
or else they're, 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 they're sending people in here, and, and whatever it is they're going to do, they're going to do. We've got Dan in Albany, New York, listening from afar, calling in. Wow. What's up? What's Albany. up, Dan? Dan, you there? Does Masakis take over at third with Suarez out, and who takes over at second? Thanks for the phone call, Dan. Appreciate it. Asking about Moustaka. Yeah, we had Nick Kroll on, uh, was that last week? I think yep. it sounds like that's the plan. If, yep. if Suarez isn't ready, Moustakas would play third. They've got some options at second base. Nick Senzel could be one of those options if he's back to 100%. Of course, there's some questions surrounding that as well. But it sounds like Moustakas will be at third base if Suarez isn't ready. And maybe a Josh Van Meter. Derek Dietrich was just signed today to a minor league deal. Maybe that's an option at second base. Of course, that's a job he'd have to win in spring training. But... Uh, that, so there's there's some options there at second base. I, I don't. Do you have a, a no? A no, guy I, that you I don't peg? have a gut feel. I mean, yeah. you have such a crowded outfield, and do they want to put Senzel through the whole thing, coming back right. from an injury after you've asked him to focus on becoming an outfielder, and now all of a sudden, do you want to ask him while he's coming back from the injury to go back to playing the infield again, which he's a good enough athlete and certainly a tough enough kid, mentally tough enough kid, to. Uh, to take that on and not complain about right. it. Right. Because he wants to play every day. Yes, and if that's the way you get in the lineup, that's the way you get in the lineup. He will do it. All right. Uh, we've got a couple more segments left. Plenty more to get to. Other rule changes to talk yeah. about. They're also kicking the tires on a new playoff format. Yeah, we'll which talk I about thought that. was very interesting. Yeah, that is. It is interesting is the good word for it. Yes. Um, talked about it. Again, don't forget, single game tickets on sale tomorrow, 9 a.m. at Reds.com. This is the Reds Hot Stove League, live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser, UDF, across the Reds radio network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League, live here at the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. The Reds Hall of Fame and Museum, presented by Densmore and the Moorline Lager House, have teamed up for the second annual Brunch, Brews, and Baseball. It's held Sundays through March 15th. The two-hour experience starts at the Lager House for Brunch, Includes a flight of their award-winning beers, then heads to the ballpark for a tour that includes a stop in the Reds Clubhouse and more. For tickets and additional information, visit RedsMuseum.org. Phone lines, lighten up. Feel free to give us a call if you'd like. Uh, 749-7000 or 1-800-THE-BIG-1. We've got Mike in Fairfield on the line now. Mike, what's up, man? Good evening, guys. It's just way too wet outside. It's a little soggy um, out, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, this really doesn't have to do with the Reds, but it has oh, to boy. do with the situation with the Houston Astros. Yeah. Um, you know, th they did cheat in the sense that they changed the outcome of the game. Yep. Um, and I don't want to get into the Pete Rose thing, nothing that he did changed the outcome of the game, but he was wrong with what he did. And other players have had the same kind of situation, particularly in 1920 when yep. Commissioner Landis bought for life from playing baseball uh, for the Black Sox camp. Yep. Do you guys think maybe that the commissioner is going to have to take all the parties that were involved in that and give them the death penalty? Well, I, I tell you what, if anybody has not uh, paid attention, look, we're all busy and you have your lives and your families and your buddies and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, some of that stuff can get lost in the minutia. But in the last four or five days, if you have a little extra time, I would highly recommend you go find the Wall Street Journal online and read 
all of a sudden, their investigative reporters have become very deeply involved in this whole uh, Houston Astros situation as it's been handled by the current commissioner, Rob Manfred. What did he know? When did he know it? Uh, as opposed to what he told the rest of the world, uh, it's starting to come out that he knew a lot more about what was going on, and there were a lot of other people that knew what was going on. And uh, I'm not going to draw any conclusions of it because I'm not the one writing the stories, but uh, I got a feeling Rob Manfred's got a lot more on his mind right now, and one of those might be keeping his job. Wow. Uh, this is some very, very serious stuff that's going on with the commissioner of baseball. And, um, you know, look, the Athletic was the one who broke the story. Uh, with Mike Fires coming uh, to the forefront. Um, I was just around a lot of people from Major League Baseball the last couple of days, and, and there are people that, are, you know, they are really, really, really growing more upset by the day about this whole thing, who else was doing it, to the point where I had conversations with a couple of people that, that, that said there are actually whispers that you can never take the title away from the Houston Astros. They won it. Right. You can't give it to the Dodgers. They no. lost in a series. It is what it is. But that there could be almost like the Roger Maris sort of asterisk thing that just says, and you go back 20 years from now, and who won the 2017 World Series, uh, it might just say Houston Astros versus Los Angeles Dodgers. Wow. I mean, th th this thing is really getting um, – it's getting some traction, and, and it's really too bad for baseball because it's such a great sport. But what, what, what they have done in Houston is, is so critically terrible and wrong what they did. Uh, and, and somebody's got to pay the price more than just A.J. Hinch and Jeffrey Liu now. Yeah, Mike. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely, guys. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and I think, you know, when you – man, it's such, a, it's such a delicate situation, but – You've punished players in the past for things. I mean, why, why stop now? I mean, why? Because the players were involved. I, I know when we were talking about it initially, um, you know, I think you, you got to start it at the top. If this is something that started at the top, who are the players to say, well, no, we've got to stop this, even though management wants us to do it? That's hard for a player to say sure. no to something like that. If the players are the ones that are orchestrating it, that's a whole different monster. I mean, and, that is a and, whole different situation. And I think we were led to believe initially on the first report that was issued by Ma Rob Manfred that it was the players yeah. who were the ones that pretty much started it. They had help from a coaching member or two. Now, all of a sudden, the Wall Street Journal has gone in and says, hold on a minute. Yeah. This was created by somebody inside the baseball operations department. It actually had a name attached to yeah. it and that there were a lot of people knew what was going on and not just the players. Yep. So anyway, I mean, things. you hate to talk about that stuff, yeah. you know, but, but this is a real issue in the game, and, and it's really too bad. It's well, just it's a shame. A, it's a shame because it's going to be a dark cloud that will probably hang over the whole season, yep. and that's, that's really too bad. Yep. So uh, we've got Vernon from Liberty Township on hold. We'll get, to, we'll get to Vernon after the break. We'll wrap things up. This is the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Welcome back. We're wrapping things up here from the Holy Grail Banks, the Reds Hot Stove League. As always, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Registration is now open for the Reds baseball and softball camps presented by United Healthcare for 2020. Reds camps are offering 16 locations throughout Reds country, giving participants an exciting, fun-filled week of baseball and softball instruction. They will never forget. Register today, reds.com slash 
camps. Those things are awesome. Uh, really uh, our cool. son went to those for a number of years. If you have a chance to, to send your kid, uh, boy or girl, to the baseball or softball camps, highly recommended. They do a great job, and the kids have a ball. When I was a kid growing up in Kansas City, I went to one of those. I mean, it's just really neat. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. get great instruction. We've got Vernon on the line in Liberty Township. And, uh, Vernon, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, brother? Hey, uh, Vernon. My question is pretty simple. We got Moustaka, and it's almost as if everyone's afraid to say that if we don't have the injury at third, that he can play first base. Because we cannot spend all this money and sit back here and have a first baseman getting 12 home runs and shaking in the infield. We're not spending all this money not to have our first baseman hitting the ball in the Covenant to Kentucky every other time at the bat. And I just wonder how you guys feel about that because no one's spoken about that, that he could play first base, and we can tell Joey Votto, look, you go out to step, step your game up because you, frankly, ain't getting the job done. How do you guys feel about that? Now listen. I appreciate the call, Vernon. Well, I think it's simple as this. Uh, I, I think, one, I think with, with all the additions, and I'm curious to get your thoughts, with all the additions, I think it takes some of the pressure off Votto. You don't need Votto to hit home runs now. You've got a lot of other guys in the lineup whose job it is to do that. Yep. It's back to Joey Votto getting on base, and that's what he's best at. And even last year, as much as he struggled, he was still a guy that could get on base. Now, granted, he's not a great base runner, but it's going to be his job towards the top of the order, probably hitting second, to get on base again. And that's something he's good at. And that's what I want to see him do. I understand, and I think a lot of people understand Vernon's frustration. So last two 100%. years, Votto has not been a good offensive player, certainly not the Votto we watched for years and years and years. Okay, that, that, that's easy to say. It's a fact. It's also a fact that he's making $25 million a year for the foreseeable future. Almost an untradeable player, and he has a no-trade contract. Okay, so those are facts. It's not, there's no judgment involved there, but the, the, that, those are the facts. We also know that he's going to bust his tail to be a good player yep. again. And I firmly believe that we're going to see a, a different Joey Votto this year, um, focused, driven, as he's always been, unlike anybody I've ever seen in any walk of life. I'll give Votto all the credit in the world. Nobody is going to try to be good like he tries to be good. So, look, he's not going anywhere, and... You know, l l let's just watch the other guys do their job. And like you said, if Votto's got to hit seventh, if Votto's got to hit sixth, if he's got to bat second and try to get on base and let other guys knock him in, so be it. Well, I'm, I'm curious, too, and, and I wonder if, if he does get off to a slow start. You're going to give him his opportunities. No sure. doubt You're about it. You're going to give him a you chance have to play. To. I mean, he's been one of the greatest to. players in the history of the franchise. But if it gets to a point, maybe you see David do what the Brewers have done with Ryan Braun in Milwaukee. Right. Maybe, right. maybe give them That's a few a great more days point. off, and, yep. and they've done it up there, and you could see that potentially. I'm not predicting that. I'm not saying that's what will happen, but I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility right now uh, with well, that situation. Look, you know, as a first-year manager last year, you've got to give David a lot of credit because one of the hardest things in the world to do, a rookie manager coming in, and you've got this icon, and Votto has been a phenomenal player here for a long, long time, but when he was struggling so badly in that three-hole, David's the one who said with him, said, hey, this is going to change. Yeah. We're moving you out of there. You're going to bat second. And I'm not even sure you're going to bat second anymore once he continued to struggle yeah. there and had the conversation. And so, you know, you give David a lot of credit. You give Joey a lot of credit. He understood it, wasn't hitting the ball well. And so we'll see what 2020 brings. And conversations I've had with David, he knows that this year is a year to win. There, there's no more no just giving guys spots in the lineup just because they the, the name on the back of their jersey. 
They've got to go in. They've got to produce because his job's on the line. I mean, with all the moves that have been made, yeah. you've got to win if you're in, in his situation. But, so. I, you know, it was so cool, though. I think we all agree in this room, if nothing else we agree on, to be sitting here, you're leaving to go to Arizona tomorrow. Games are going to be starting up in about a week and a half, two weeks. This is the first time since 2013, and it seems like a heck of a lot longer than that, where there are people picking the Cincinnati Reds to win the National League Central Division. Love it. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> that doesn't get you Listen, excited I know, for Reds you know, I, know, I know they haven't won a game, but, I mean, geez, it beats thinking, well, if 42 things happen – including a couple of, you know, really bad injuries to some other guys on other teams who might have a chance to win 50. Let's so, it's looking good. Looking good. Let's go do it. All right, Tom, thanks so much. Uh, See you, buddy. Safe you're travels out solo. there. Solo next week. Yeah, thank you. I am? I think so. Yeah. I might need somebody's help out here maybe <laughs> next week if you don't mind. Tom's here next week. I'll be out in Arizona. Thank you guys for stopping by for Tom Brenneman. Also, Mike Mills, the broadcast sheriff, Dave Keaton in the studio. I'm Tommy Thrall. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.